You're listening to the All Sport Breakfast Podcast with Darcy Waltergrave from Newstalk ZB. 7.18 on Newstalk ZB, South Africa versus New Zealand tonight, 5 past 7 from Mount Smart in the Penrose region of Auckland. That's happening tonight. Matt Pierce joins us now, super sport commentator out of, of course, the Republic. Oh, welcome back to the country, Matt. Doesn't get much bigger than this now, does it? No, and, and so good to be back in New Zealand for the first time since 2019. It's been way too long. Um, and obviously, we haven't played in Auckland for, for quite some time either. So very special. You can feel how special it is for the players, for the supporters. I believe it's a sold-out Mount Smart Stadium. So, yeah, looking forward to a, a fantastic test match. And, you know, given what both sides did last week in their respective games against Argentina and Australia, both getting bonus point wins and very similar points difference, this really does shape up as a contest that will ultimately shape the, the destination of this year's rugby championship. It's a very different side, the Springbok that was named that uh, beat the Australians last weekend. A lot of these guys come over early to acclimatise. It shows how seriously this team is taking this venture out here. But as far as consistency is concerned, is this going to affect them much? No, I, well, I don't think it's fair to say that it's a completely different side. I mean, there's five players in the starting lineup at Mount Smart who started in Pretoria, including the whole front row. There are another six players who played in Pretoria who uh, who are on the bench uh, this weekend. So, you know, it's kind of half the team played a week ago. Um, but I think one of the things that this Springbok outfit has done so well over the past few years is is to grow depth across a number of different positions and uh, presenting opportunity for others to put their hand up and, and make a mark. And the response from the players has been exceptionally good. Uh, all the players talk about that competition for places, the intensity of training sessions, particularly among the forwards, the, the live scrumming sessions, the mall sessions at training. Uh, they, they have lifted in intensity and really across the board, uh, there there are players staking a claim for one of those 33 places to go to France for the defence of the Rugby World Cup. And that's obviously had a positive spin-off for South African rugby. And if you see how this team evolved across last year's rugby championship and on their end-of-year tour, and then again in Pretoria against Australia, I don't think uh, this is a, a one-dimensional South African rugby team. You know, they, they've got a lot of strings to their bow and they're growing in confidence uh, with their ability to play in different ways. The constant narrative, Matt Pierce, with the Springbok side is it, it is a team of enormous threatening individuals. But I'd suggest that the team is going to bring a lot more than just brute strength and sheer size. Well, I think that there are two sides to this. Yes, it is a, a very big pack. It's an extraordinary bench. If you look at the non-front row replacements, you've got Peter Steff de Toy, uh, Dwayne Vermeulen, and um, on the bench, uh, along with Erges Neyman, who was a World Cup winner, you've got Malcolm Marks there on the bench as well. So sure, they bring a lot of power. They, they bring a lot of height and wait to to the effort off the bench. But, you know, just observing what South Africa have done over the last year or so, I mean, if you look at, at the back three with Vili LaRue at fullback and Makazola Mapimpi and Cheslin Colby, that's 
the back three that started the Rugby World Cup final in 2019. But Kane and Moody and Kirtley Aronser, who were outstanding against Australia, Kirtley scored a try in every game of the end of year tour as well. He's had an extraordinary start to his test career. He can't even make the 23. So that's what I'm saying, that there's there's definitely a lot of potential in the wider channels as well. Uh, and it's not just about sort of brute force up front, but clearly uh, that is a South African strength that they will play to in order to create a platform for those outside backs. How much do you think will be revealed technically by both sides, considering the World Cup is just around the corner? How many tricks, if you will, will be kept up the sleeves of both sides, do you believe? It's an interesting one. I, you know, I, I think sides are always developing additional little strategies and tactics. I mean, we saw one amazing strike move off a set piece by South Africa last week uh, to, to score one of the tries. And, you know, is that revealing a hand? Well, it may be, but what it's also saying to an opponent is what I said in the previous answer. We, we're not one-dimensional. We're not just going to maul every line-out, which you might have expected us to do a couple of years ago. Uh, we're, we're evolving. And if we reveal a couple of things, that means that you've got to be alert to the possibility that we might do something different. I think that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I can't speak for the All Blacks. I think they play each other again on the 25th of August at Twickenham in their final warm-up game ahead of World Cup. And there's obviously a possibility that they do meet uh, in a World Cup. So, yeah, I think it's a case of having to do certain things in a test match environment because you, you never want to be pulling out uh, a move or, or really would you pull out a move for the first time in a World Cup playoff game. Uh, but I think being able to demonstrate that you have different aspects to your game and that you're not predictable is a good thing. For more from the All Sport Breakfast with Darcy Waltergrave, listen live to Newstalk ZB on Saturday mornings or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.